0: Super Senpai Podcast. Senpai. Welcome to the Super Senpai Podcast. This is a monthly, episodic, tokusatsu related podcast where we're hecka excited
1: about mecha. I'm Pat. And I'm Grant. And uh, it's good to be back for another regular episode at the start of season two. We did it, everybody. Yeah. Amazing. <sighs> we made it. <laughs> oh, boy. It was a lot of fun having Mike and Paula on for the very special episode last time with trichancer chancer um, But it's also good for just to be you and me, buddy just watching some yes. tokus. Yes. I'm
0: it's sure good. we'll have plenty of opportunities for special episodes and guests coming forward, but right now it's just time to hang out.
1: Mhm. Just just two ultra bros. Yeah, two ultra, ultra bros. Finishing an Ultraman series for the first time. Yeah. Which was yeah. So, <laughs> so that'll be that's the excitement for season 2. Uh, for those of you who hung around for season 1, we did Lupin Ranger versus Pat Ranger, and we tried to do it weekly at first and then kind of got a little got a little fuzzy there with the details, but this mm. time <laughs> we are going to be watching Ultraman Mabius uh, or, or Mubius or Mobius or something. Uh, we're mm. going to be watching Ultraman M and... No, that's a different we're... Ultraman. Oh, dang <laughs> it. Okay. Jeez. Ultraman, it, I don't know. Ultraman mm. Mbop. So we're watching Ultraman Mbop together. Hmm. Uh, is that a dated reference? I feel like it's a very dated reference. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we're watching Ultraman Mabius together. We're just doing a couple episodes tonight, uh, and going forward, we're probably going to do them in batches of episodes. We haven't quite figured out the number yet. We're going to finesse it uh, and hopefully start having some guests back on again, because that was a lot of fun, having mm-hmm. people on mm-hmm. early. But then it got to be kind of a scheduling nightmare in those time crunch scenarios. Uh, I don't want to involve a spreadsheet. But this time, since we're doing chunks of episodes, and I think more people have seen, maybe it won't. Be, you know, it got harder near the end to have people on for loop Like, hey, do you want to be on episode, for episode 33? Hope you've seen the other 32. like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You know? Or just
0: whatever. Dive in. Enjoy. Who knows what happens. Yeah, right? It's a mystery. We don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's we new. We have no idea. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um. So, uh, I guess before we get in, we're going to watch the first two together. Hmm. I guess we should probably talk a little bit about our background, specifically with with Ultraman Mavius, but also just kind of ultra generally, because Ultraman is one of the main Toku franchises, but we haven't really talked about it all that much. Mm-mm, no. This is honestly, this is even our first time watching it.
0: Uh, we haven't done any of the sampler things for Ultraman yet. So I was like, oh,
1: mm-hmm. maybe we should do that. Um,
0: so I you've not really a bigger watched any, on you.
1: any Ultra then?
0: Uh, I, <laughs> I started Orb, didn't get very far. Started Nexus, got three episodes in, started uh, G got 16 episodes in. I, I don't know. Um, so, you're a Tokusatsu any, fan, I, is what you're saying. Yeah.
1: I like. I like <laughs> <laughs> That's just how we watch, right? I had to watch like three and a half episodes. I got it. <laughs> yeah.
0: No good reasons. Just didn't keep up. Um, mm-hmm. It's definitely a lot easier when you're watching with somebody. And I think I was trying to solo those. Mm. Right. For a long time, I had, before I knew that you could watch these things subtitled, I had Nexus as my aim buddy icon deviant art uh okay <laughs> like okay just, just no connection to it i just thought nexus was cool looking i
1: i still haven't finished that one so that's so you're good. a fake but nexus fan wow that correct <laughs> accurate no not at all okay well so this will but this will be the first time you really complete an ultra series then yes that's the goal okay okay good well for myself i've not seen ultraman Mabius. I know about it via reputation, but Ultraman has a kind of a special place for me. Hmm. This is, uh, I mean, Ultraman was a a character that I knew as a child, right? Like, I just knew who Ultraman was. Uh, And as a kid, I was like, he's that guy that looks like Jet Jaguar, Jet (laughs) Jet Jaguar, because I was more familiar with Godzilla films. Hmm. And he kind of is a big silvery guy, too. And for those of you who don't know, Tsuburaya Productions, the company that makes Ultraman, uh, was founded by Eiji Tsuburaya, who was the special effects guru behind the godzilla films so this was um sort of his project that he carried on after the godzilla films so it and it kind of carries on that legacy in a way i guess very directly it does but so for me ultraman was a figure i just kind of knew i know in some places in the states particularly if you're further out west you could even catch in at different times it was aired on tv and stuff like that i'd never seen it on tv i just knew he was a character who existed that's it full stop Hmm. um Hmm. but interestingly as I started to kind of get back into fandom a couple years ago you know I was starting to watch and you know I took a long break from anime and and a lot of other things and so I was looking on Hulu of all things and saw Ultraman 66 the original series was just like or is it 67 I don't remember which one but the 60s Ultraman the original Ultraman was just on Hulu I was like you can just you can just just watch it (laughs) you serious? So (laughs) I sat down and watched it and completely fell in love with it. And this was probably, I guess, 2016 maybe. So, I mean, relatively recently. And that was the first full Toku series that I watched was the original Ultraman. And then from there I went and realized, like, oh, you know, this stuff is, like, available. Because Sentai had, like, um, Shout Factory had just started putting out the Sentai DVD releases and stuff. And I was like, oh, my gosh. All this stuff that you used to have to, you know get by hook or by crook and I never really super was comfortable with torrents back in the day um all that stuff was like it's much more available and I'd realized like how much things had changed so that was my this was my big foray back into uh into Toku so to speak so the original Ultraman Ultra 7 and I've seen X and Orb and Jeed so I've got a fair amount of Ultra under my belt um that's I mean the the newer seasons are shorter the older seasons are like 50 episodes the newer seasons are like 25 26 so you know it's not quite as much but still about you know 200 ish episodes or so of ultra under my belt and a couple of movies here and there so i'm a big fan uh, of of the big silver guy and he's he's got a special place in my heart because he was my first one uh coming back even though sentai i guess is kind of my first first with power rangers and all that so, yeah, that's exciting. And I the only thing I know about Mabius is that it is incredibly highly regarded. Yeah. A lot of people, when you say what's the best Ultraman, Mabius is either the best or it comes up in the conversation. Like, you, you just can't avoid it if you ever talk Ultra. People want to talk about Mabius. So I'm curious to see, because um, this, when did Mabius come out? That would have been some really good research to do before <laughs> I got on the podcast. <laughs> So I'm just going to uh, sit here and pretend for a second like I'm thinking about it. Like I'm just like wondering, like I know this fact and I'm just digging back in my mind and I'm not Googling it. You know what I mean? Like I'm just going to kind of like pretend that's what's mm-hmm. happening. Hmm, let me think. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking mm-hmm. some more. I know this. This is like a fact that I definitely it's know. There.
0: It's in your mind.
1: Let me see. Hmm. see. In my brain. Okay. I just now have recalled it after not looking it up. So it's it was from 2006, oh, so okay. this puts it in an interesting place. It's I guess not. I mean, it's not certainly not the most recent series. I mean, we're talking about 14 years at this point, but it's not the the 60s, it's not You know, in a in a franchise that's 50 years old, that is on the more recent end of things. So yeah, that'll be I guess that'll be interesting for for context and definitely. I know that's weird to say, but not as old as some of the Sentai I've watched. But it's you know all the common writer I've watched is from you know double going forward so hmm. a little bit older than some of the other things that I've watched majority wise but still solidly say. yeah I guess we've done the, the prep anything else you want to say before we hop in and watch some Mavius? maybe Mabius yes, I do Mabius yes, I don't oh you <laughs> I've just been sitting on this
0: <laughs> <laughs> you, you. Uh, oh. <laughs> I took it from you didn't I <laughs> Oh
1: boy. All right.
0: Let's I'm
1: just so proud let's let's right go. <laughs> okay. Let's watch that thing. All right.
0: And we're back. So we just watched the first two episodes of Ultraman Mebius. And uh, real Mm -hmm. quick, we'll just do a summary of it so that we can lay it all out there. If you haven't seen it or just so we can remember what we were talking about here. So in the first episode, Mirai comes to earth in a human form before everything goes down. While he's there, Mm -hmm. he meets somebody who's part of like the earth defense squad team known as guys. (laughs) guys Guys. a giant space alien arrives and it's like real bad so they mobilize all of guys but then all of them die except for one and that's Ryu the the one that uh, Mirai met at some point Mirai transforms to start fighting it and during this or before this I think a bunch of civilians are kind of deputized to help out with the evacuation in the area then we get the Ultraman fight and it's he did, he beats the monster, but there's like a ton of collateral damage. So it's like, did you really, did you really save the day? Right. What'd you do? Like, nobody died, maybe, but uh, it's bad.
1: <laughs> a net gain for our, our yeah. fair city.
0: <laughs> yeah. So then in episode two, the civilians that were deputized initially are like, they don't want to join guys. They have their own lives. They're all doing, it's all stuff that's important to them or uh, this isn't what they wanted to do. And so Ryu gets upset, and there's sort of like a mentality about how, oh, they think that Ultraman's gonna save it, so why do we bother w- if Ultraman's gonna do it? In while he's kind of like not wallowing, but while he's upset, he's reminded that his superior left mm-hmm. these like flames of, I don't know what you want to call it, like he he left he left him a phone with like flame paint on it, like, <laughs> and he's like, I know what I'll do. I'll paint the jet that to like remember what this is all about. And so he starts to do it by himself, but then Mirai brings the, the civilians to help. And apparently all of them took this, like, aptitude test, so they're qualified to join guys, um, and they all start helping out with the painting. There's a lovely montage. Mm-hmm. After they're done, uh, a monster named Gudon comes out of the ground, and they mobilize in Gun Phoenix. So that's a really great loading sequence. And they, they're doing all right with the jet when they get in there, because it's uh, two, two mm-hmm. and two. The the jet flies in, splits in half. It's really sick. It's like, Whoa. <laughs> it's got, like, a superpower Definitely, they had to get, like, authorized for. Um, Definitely oh, what yeah. we're here for. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: and they're, Overall, they're doing all right with the jet, but then Mirai's co-pilot gets worn out, so he lands and then transforms an Ultraman right as, like, one of the ships is about to get hit with a whip. Um, and the fight afterwards is pretty rough. Like, it's not easy. Like, it's basically like a wrestling match. And in the end, he pulls out, like, as the color timer goes off, of course, pulls out this, like, sword... Move and we get this. It's lovely, like a, it's a great sword finisher.
1: It's very Chunbara oh, yeah. movie like, type mm-hmm. finisher.
0: Like the, there's that nice close up on the monster's jaw, like uh, 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 like after it gets slashed and then it explodes, <laughs> paper mache everywhere. It's fantastic. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's pretty much where the second one ends. Um, the civilians, I think, more or less have officially joined, or are en route to officially joining guys, which guys 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 guys. yeah (laughs) so once again this isn't my first ultraman that i've started familiar with kind of the vibe of it like there is a civilian team sometimes and it seems like they are or want to be important or want to be involved Uh, and it Mm -hmm. seems like that'll be stressed Uh, i like that idea that we can't just leave it to ultraman we have to do our part too
1: yeah, this is, I mean, so for myself, you know, I'm coming from a, f- a number of Ultra Series under my belt. And, you know, they've the ones that I've seen have kind of run the gamut. Um, the earlier seasons particularly, you know, uh, the Ultraman was part of a professional, I don't want to say, you know, usually a science patrol, right? Some sort of science fiction-y organization of other professionals who already existed before mm-hmm. him. And definitely contributed, because especially the early seasons have almost like a Twilight Zone vibe, mm, right? Mm. I've, I've said it numerous times, like, say the Evangelion pitch, where not all the angels that they fought, you know, could necessarily be conquered with just shooting lots of bullets at it. Sometimes it was like a weird thing that infected the computers or whatever. Like, that's straight out of the Ultraman ah, playbook. Okay. It's, it's, it's Godzilla and Twilight Zone meeting mm-hmm. one another, and... So this science patrol, I think they're kind of having, I think this is an interesting pitch because some of the later seasons have had more, you're just sort of civilians that hang around with the Ultraman. So this is kind of splitting the difference. You have a professional organization from the get-go that's established to fight monsters, but it basically gets decimated and you have to fill it in with these people who maybe aren't, you know, whether or not they're up to the task, right? They're, none of them really have a professional background except for one or two of the the, the base staff and Ryu. The guy who's kind of bitter yeah. about all this now, so it's an interesting kind of playing at both ends. You have the established professional organization with the cool uniforms and the cool bases and the cool jets, but then you have all these people who just don't. They're the rookies and they don't really have a whole lot of guidance. They're the ones that are now on the front lines, and they have just sort of you know they're maybe they're soccer stars or maybe they're just a, you know they're just teachers. Like it, it, they kind of run the gamut. So I like that they're basically doing kind of doing both at once. I really dig that setup. Yeah. That pitch. and then
0: on top of that, this Ultraman like Mirai's very new. Like, he just, I like think he just got mm-hmm. told to come to Earth. um, And then he was yeah. like, yeah, all right, I want to go do that. I'm sure it was like, there's a threat coming, and you got to help or something. But he's so green. <laughs> like, like well, we we saw that with that first episode where he was like, yeah, I did it. And then, like, Ryu's shouting at him, hey, you freaking, <laughs> look at this, look around you. What did you do? You know, like, it's it's a mess. And... And he, I think he felt that he was like, oh, shoot. Like, did, did I help? Did I make it worse?
1: Yeah. Because, I mean, we definitely get from the, you know, from the get-go, from that first interaction with Mirai, we get the sense that he does care yeah. about people. Mm-hmm. Like, because, he you know, he helps the little kid very mm-hmm. early on. You know, he, 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 Ultraman is friend of children. So, he immediately is like, ooh, yeah, oh, I have to really, really be careful because there are little people getting hurt down here. And just because the problem is big doesn't mean... You know, I can't cause uh, collateral damage that hurts real people. Mm. So I do sort of like that there's kind of a... Um, from the get-go, he's got a fault that he has to overcome. And which he obviously gets over it pretty quick here by episode two. The first thing he does is let me bodily throw the kaiju but not let go so we both fly away. Yeah, um. that was
0: really good. <laughs> but, yeah, I was going to say that too. Like, he was aware of it. And then they were like, whoa, he actually did that. Did he do it on purpose? And he, Yeah, he threw them into like a construction yard so that they could fight without causing more damage to the world like
1: yeah mm-hmm. 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 but yeah so I'm, I'm very positive on the show after these first two episodes mm-hmm. i have to say maybe this is a good good looking yes. Ultraman yeah. design just like as far as ultras go uh, a lot of the ultras don't really deviate too far from the norm i mean i guess i'd probably think the most prominent deviation of the standard ultra look is probably zero mm-hmm cuz he's got the twin fins and he's very iconic oh, yeah. in his own way. But this Mebius look, you know, maybe looks like classic Ultra just with a little bit of extra pizzazz. So I like his design yeah, quite a bit. Yeah. And then
0: we noticed we noticed that I guess the theme is flames here uh with Feen- Gun Phoenix mm-hmm. and um the the very uh very thoroughly
1: the Phoenix mm-hmm, Nest mm-hmm.
0: the paint the paint job uh, on the phone. Uh very mm-hmm. yeah, yep. very uh, <laughs> A very professional. Um, <laughs> very adult. We, we notice maybe that like around his face, he kind of has like a bit of that flame, like kind of hook. I don't know. I, I feel like that's part of that has to be on purpose.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Phoenix and, you know, being reborn and all that. Now, I'm trying to remember, is Ultraman maybe a, a like a revival series? Like had it, was there a time before this when it was out of, hold on, let's see. No, Max was right before this. Now, is this? I guess this is 2006 to 2007 for Mebius. So this would have been a 40-year anniversary. So hmm. maybe that's, mm-hmm. you know, 40-year mark where it's kind of an anniversary season type thing, and a re, you know, Alt Phoenix being rebirth, sure. and you know, and of course the, the team itself is regrowing from the ashes because oh, everyone yeah. so many casualties in that's that first point, run. Yeah. Hmm. So it cannot no. be accidental. No. <laughs> sure it doesn't. Is- also, in terms of I mean you know it's one of those things like science patrol type setup is mm. very common. the I really really love the Phoenix nest mm-hmm. base it's got kind of a it kind of reminds me of a white base from Gundam that central central column with the kind of chunky bottom and the the rotating fins on the side that are sort of more they have more width than mm-hmm. height um, so they I, I like those a lot. Um, I love all the interconnected pieces to the gun Phoenix, like with the gun speeder going in, and then the gun Phoenix, like it like it pops in and makes the cockpit, and then it can detach. And there's multiple, like all that stuff works perfectly for me. That's exactly what I want oh, to yeah. see. Yeah, that
0: was fantastic. Yeah.
1: Definitely something you're like, how much of those? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna check out old, some of these toy websites right now. Yeah, but obviously, it's much too
0: late for that, and I'm sure they're very, very expensive at this point. But, uh, shame, darn shame i have to look for a soft vinyl version of Mebius and settle for that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, yeah, uh, good-looking Ultra, great-looking, great, great looking, even though the guy's name I'm not totally sold on, per se, as an acronym, even though it is a terrific yeah, stretch. Yeah, what is it? Wait, what, are,
0: the, we, what is it again? It's like...
1: G-U-Y-S, all capital letters, but it stands for GUARDS. What was it? guards for utility it's something with utility and capitalizing the u and the y of utility oh. i think guards for utility yeah, situation sure. all right guys <laughs> all right and, guys and the u and, and the u and the y are they in utility are the capitals that are yeah. making the u and the y for guys that is whew, that is beyond that the giga brain there to make that mm-hmm. work i i definitely applaud it I would not have nope. thought to do that. <laughs> nope. Oh, guys. Oh, boy. Yeah, guys. Fellas. Folks. Dudes. <laughs> My dudes. dudes. We're dudes. Um,
0: defense. <laughs> uh, defending. Defense.
1: D- defending. D- let's not do this. Ultimate. Defending Ultimate Danger oh, Squad. Oh, there it is. No, defending, no defending Ultimate Danger defending old ult- uh, oh no you got it
0: defending wait no
1: yeah if you capitalize the d and the e in danger <laughs> yeah that works for dudes defending ultimate danger sure. squarons dudes why not <laughs> sure let's do that mm-hmm. yeah so uh how do we feel about the so we have mirai and guy We're clearly the sort of lead features here in these first two episodes. How do we feel about the rest of the cast? The other, the other uh, guys. To say for now, I kind of like that. Like, oh, we're we have our special
0: skills and we're going to apply them in this defense force situation. I guess, like, oh, he's he's a soccer star, so he'll be he'll have excellent aim. All right, she's a she's a motorcycle motorcycle superstar, so she'll have she could Mm -hmm. weave around or dodge whips. All right, like fine (laughs) it's fine yeah it's fine Um, they they seem interesting in general i like seeing civilians being deputized for this kind of situation so it'll be it's i i enjoy that setup very much
1: yeah it's it definitely i think it works really well i like that you get you can have again having your cake and eating it too like how do we have these professionals who are ready to save the world, but also can have a little bit more character and variety. So you can have the, you know, sassy soccer star who everyone knows, but doesn't like when they, don't call it the meteor, stri- don't call it the meteor. Don't call, me the, yeah. don't call it the meteor, <laughs> yeah, you know, George. Yeah, you can have all these, these sort of outlandish characters that probably wouldn't fit in a more sort of militarized professional type yeah. defense mm-hmm. force type situation. So I like that. I like that mix. And I think the I think my favorite part of those first two episodes, you know, showing each of them having a little saving element in the first episode was fine, but I think the the eighties fixing it up montage when they're all like, you know, painting on the <laughs> gun phoenix together in the hangar and they're putting on the decals and they're paint rolling paint and they're sleeping together on the floor of the hangar, all that, you know, it's one hundred percent tropey, but I'm fine with it like that. Yeah. That sells me on the team and them like investing in the little plastic toys that we're going to watch fly around. They mean more to me now than just being cool toys because they worked on it together. Like that's, it's fine. Yeah, it works. Yeah. How do we feel about the kaiju featured in these first two episodes? The first one was really just like a big like ship.
0: I can't remember. What did it look like? When
1: yeah. Dino- Dinozo- it was dinosaur dinosaur. Dino, Zaur, Zure, Zure, Dinosaur,
0: Dinosaur. Oh, frick. Yeah, I had to look it up again. It's awesome. I love it. Yeah. Like, that's a scary, that's a scary monster. I would be terrified. I mean, you should be if, if something that big is attacking, but mm-hmm. I mean, look at that thing. Like, holy crap.
1: Like, Yeah, this is definitely one of the, this has the, like, one of the final bosses' alt modes, power-ups, energy. Like, that definitely, Yeah, this feels like, you know, phase two or phase three of the boss's final plan. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah,
1: and it's episode one. <laughs> yeah, and then we got the double whip boy as as the second one. Yeah, a little more, I guess, subtle is maybe the word. It is not not anywhere near as intense as Dinosaur, yeah. but it's fine. I like you know the whippy stuff. I'm yeah, with it. well, I mean fine. you
0: know that those things should, like cut a building in half too. So sure, uh, the, yeah. the threat of it swinging it down right before maybe it stops it like that. That was. Like they would have been dead. They just would have been dead. Yeah. <laughs> the end. Yeah. <laughs> Game and over. I, I, once again, I I love that they articulated the jaw for that close up shot to um, that quivering, that quivering lip right before it exploded. Like that was such a nice. Yes. Mm, real nice touch. Mm, yeah.
1: Absolutely. And I think, so I think we have to chime in here and talk about, I mean, you know, uh, the, the, I guess the, uh, sort of religious allegory in Toku is quite frequent, right? I mean, mm-hmm. characters will sure. just straight up get crucified. Like, not even, not subtly. <laughs> it will just happen. <laughs> it's, it's a tradition at this point. But we do have sure. to comment, I guess, on Ultraman Mavius, a being from beyond, a being of light, and he's, like, sacrificially standing in the way of the gun phoenix, getting, you know, whipped across his back. Mm-hmm. That I, I, I can't not think that that's intentional allegory that's 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 being played on i'm curious to see if that will bear out especially because Mm. the phoenix you know rebirth death and rebirth type that's obviously not a one-to-one for a sort of christ allegory but it's in the same sort of area and i'm curious if that's another thing they're playing with purposefully or if it's just a happy coincidence that would be
0: i mean we'll we'll have to see right I mean, at some point they're going to break out a crucifix. We just—it's just a matter of when. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Someone's getting crucified in this
1: series. It's probably going to be me. Start the uh, start the NBA shot clock right now. You know, put twenty (laughs) five seconds on the timer. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, do we? Do any other thoughts or anything coming out of these uh, these two episodes that we want to want to discuss, or do we want to jump into Twitter? We're ready for questions. Okay. Okay. Allow me to pull them up really quick. Okay. So we have a number of them. Mm. Let's see. Okay. From, let's see. Okay. So uh, from Repressed1, they ask, I guess my question is, what aspects of the Ultra series do you think are done better than other toku series? For me, I think it handles episodic stories better than Sentai. And As writers. in, like, self-contained stories? Like, per... Is that what they? Mean, I believe it, I believe that's what the implication okay. is. Yes,
0: my experience is pretty limited, so I can't really comment on that. But
1: would you agree? That's an interesting question. I mean, you know, at this point now, I've seen a, a fair clutch of of the. I mean, I call them the three mainstreams, right? Ultra, Rider, and Sentai. I mean, obviously, Metal Heroes and Garo exist, but I don't. I don't think they have quite as many entries. So for me, I don't know. Uh, the, I, all, I, I don't know if I'd say that, but then the more I think about it, there are some really amazing single episodic ultra entries that are very powerful. Whereas when I think of the things that are, like, really important, when I think of, like, Rider and Sentai, it's usually, you know, narrative arcs that pay off, you know, four or five episodes long or something like that. Or, or something that's established in the first half that pays off in the second half or something like, in the end game, you know, those last 13 episodes. So it, it's hard to argue with that, um, especially as the modern Ultras have tended to be closer to 26 episodes, so they don't have to stretch material quite as much. But I know for myself, when I think of, like, what does Ultra do well, first thing that comes to my mind is the Super production sets. Those model sets are immaculate. Like, they just, they're just incredible. Yeah. Um, So that's always what jumps to my mind. But, I mean, you know, now that you say it, I can think of a lot of really good kind of standard, you know, I think of, like, um, there's a great father-daughter episode in Ultraman X that just moved me to tears. Yeah, God, there are some really good standout ones from Ultra too. Uh, but no, it's always the sets—the first thing that always comes to my mind, which I think is really important, since you know it's Hizubaria. Like I feel like carrying his spirit forward in that sense. You know, making those immaculate and detailed sets. I'm I'm glad that that's still what I think of. But that I don't know. What um, about for you? I'm Matt? finding it hard to disagree with that. Uh, there is
0: a strong sense of scale mm. that you get out of it. Mm. That especially with what we've seen from this these two, um, you felt like he was standing. In, in like the middle of a crater, like they cratered that city mm, mm. in the first episode. So maybe that's a bit of it. And then I, I think the weight to the movement of the, the weight to the movement of the ultra and the kaiju that they're fighting. Like, I don't know if it's like, they I don't know if this is the technique or not, but like if it feels heavy, like that fight, it's not like, it's not snappy. Like you would see in say a rider series, which is on the ground. So they're smaller and the reaction times better right or in the like sentai that we've seen where that robot is zipping around all over the place mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like yeah it's heavy but like you know i feel like that 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 movement is very
1: different here does that make sense M- most definitely yeah the, the weightiness the the scale i totally agree it's yeah. it's just it's, it's different yeah. in ultra and i think just to
0: call back uh, to gridman like that was something that they did successfully in the animation adaptation, I think mm-hmm. is that they made it seem heavy. They didn't need to; they, they already, you know, they, they had the sets, they animated these sets, but like they really pushed that sense of scale with the camera angles and the the movement, mm-hmm. right?
1: Absolutely. And um, I guess the other thing is that you know, Sentai has the Big mecha fights too. I mean, people when they mm-hmm. think of giant robot fighting and the giant monster fighting. Godzilla is one of the first things that are probably going to come to their mind, but, you know, Power Rangers slash Super Sentai is probably pretty close behind that as opposed to Ultra. But I think the thing with Sentai is because they're trying to squeeze it in in the midst of all the other stuff, they don't have as much time and it tends not to feel as weighty because it's, you know, they've got just enough time for a back and forth and then an exchange of blows, whereas Ultra, I mean, they still have, you know, there's limited budgets. They can't spend the whole episode doing the the kaiju fighting, but they don't have all the in-between stuff. Like, that is the meat of the conflict. So they spend a little more time there. I mean, the shot in the second episode, that extended sequence of maybe it's just looking at the tentacle monster, them just like staring back and forth, and the music cuts out, I mean, just time to slow down, again, like a Chambara sword fight, and like just wait for a little bit. You don't really get that time to breathe when you've got a Sentai team that has, you know, five or six different characters, and all their vehicles have to come out, and they all have to combine, and they, have to, they don't have time for all that. Right. So... Okay, uh Tori asks us, "Why is Maybeus just so gosh darn cute?" He's a cute? good boy.
0: He's a good boy, <laughs> and he's trying real hard. And he's new. He's new, but he's working on it. That that smile that he had when when uh, he brought the civilians back mm-hmm. in, and he was like, "What? Whoa, what?" And he's just like, "Like, uh, <laughs> like look, I, I'm helping." Like, <laughs> I did.
1: Delightful. It. delightful, delightful. I think it's the I think all it's the big eyes. You know, ultras have the big eyes. He doesn't have like a a metallic, like transformery, like angry face or like a face yeah. plate. He's just got a little smile and big, big yeah. round, glowy eyes. You just want to mm-hmm. you want to mm-hmm. protect him. Zether asks us what episode of the Ultra series made you cry the most. I mean, from I mean, definitely the the wedding episode of Ultraman X. That one jumps straight to mind mm-hmm. for me. But I don't I don't uh, have one yet. So maybe. Uh... Maybe I'll get one this time. Jeet has some heavy moments in it. No, it's definitely, it, it's that one, that episode of Ultraman X. God, X wow. X is a good series too. Okay. Uh, fre- frequent question asker of the pod, uh, bless them very much, Behalite Bebop asks, um, it's been a while since I dropped a question, so I'll ask, which of the Ultra series kaiju are your faves, and why? I I'm going to, I'm gonna tell you right now. It's probably a. T- I love them. all. So I, here's another thing. I'm a huge fan of the various ultra kaiju, sure. Gamora and Red King and so forth. But for me, there's kind of a twin top spot. If I'm just being pure honest in design, it's King Joe. He premiered an Ultra Seven. The sort of he's very much like a '50s Lost in Space kind of robot, but he can like separate and stuff. He's kind of he's a totally wild design. Very much a retro robot, but very cool. Love him. And oh, yeah, equa- that's great. equally tied for that is Dinosaur Tank, also from Ultra Seven. That <laughs> is just a dinosaur with tank treads. It is the most outrageous design, and I, I really can't get enough of it. I also like a lot of the fusions that they've done in like the these like later series, like Orb and Jeed, where not only is is Ultra him, the Ultraman himself a fusion of different Ultras, but the, a lot of the monsters are fusions of other you know, kaiju from the from the series history, but if I'm just talking straight kaiju, it's King Joe and Dinosaur Tank tied in my heart. <laughs> so there,
0: I can't remember what this is called. i learned what the heck this thing, what, uh so I was looking at King Joe because I, I feel like I'd seen him before, but I hadn't really made that, what do you call it? I hadn't made this connection, but it looks like that kind of, ah, what's the trivia here? It's a kind of like statue, like a holy, sorry, I'm okay. to too much time on this, but, oh. <laughs> uh shak- shakoki dogu, goggle eye Dogu. so it's like a jomon era statue let me send you the link to it this that joe kind of king joe kind of has that look y- okay
1: yeah? yeah yeah i can like see a that.
0: fusion of that like like you said that 60s robot with that yeah jomon period that's great i love that i love that i love that kind of fusion of like retro sci-fi and um, mm-hmm. i don't know what you want to call this like Oh, what's the word? Like it's just art. I don't want to say native. Uh Indigenous. Indigenous. Yeah. It art? seems like a cool mix of like retro okay. sci-fi and indigenous Japanese indigenous art. Like that's super cool. Personally, and I just maybe it's just because I had a, a a little vinyl figure of them, but uh alien Baltan for me. Like mm-hmm.
1: I I've just Yeah, Balton. I, I, I don't
0: have one presently. I need a little one. Uh but I mean like <laughs> big scary shrimp dude. With claw hands. He's got clamps. He's got the clamps. Come on. Yeah, Yeah. you wanna give me the clamps? I love it. I love love the gift where there's like a bunch of them on ground level and they're human size that's terrifying. Like big ones scary, (laughs) little ones lots of little ones,
1: even scarier. Yeah, I think the thing that great I mean, obviously Balton's giant lobster clamps are great, but I think what always gets me with Balton is that his eyes aren't quite lizard-like or like fish-like. We're on the opposite sides of his head, but they are a little too far apart. They're like just too far apart enough to be oh, like, yeah. something's wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> something's I don't think like, he can see me. If, if, you're, it, staring if, direct, does, if you're standing in... <laughs> exactly. If you're standing in directly in front of him and looking straight at him, he can't mm-hmm. look at you. You know what I mean? Like not with both eyes. And there's something deeply unnerving about that. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I need it. I need one. Okay. So Nick Bush asks us, and this is going to be quite oh. the philosophical question. What, what makes a great kaiju? Oh,
0: oh man. Um, I think
1: that thing that I was
0: talking about just now where if it's a blend of like a cool sci-fi thing with indigenous art, like I think that is like really cool. But also maybe like taking something that's super commonplace, like look look at Balton. Just talking about Baltan. is a lobster shrimp thing. Mm-hmm. But y- y- <laughs> how do you phrase this? It's just te- it's terrifying. Like a little bit a little bit cool and scary. Yeah,
1: I think yeah, I think it's riding the line in such a way. So like, there's something that they're they're kind of horror yeah. monsters, right? But like, I think the different, and I've, I I don't know. I'm trying to articulate this because I was trying to explain how like someone else had asked me. And I had mentioned that there's a lot of horror horror fans and kaiju fans. There's some, there's some, and not just on the practical effects kind of appreciation level. There's definitely some overlap there in those fandoms. And I think what it is, though, like it, it, a, kai, a kaiju has to be somewhere between sort of a professional wrestler and a straight-up monster. But like a straight-up monster, usually in monster movies or horror movies... Both on on screen, looking at it on screen, you're supposed to think, "I don't want <laughs> to see that." And then, if you were to experience it in real life, you would also be thinking, "I really don't want to be here next to this giant monster; like it's horrifying." So it's supposed to be horrifying to look at and to be near. Like if you imagine yourself in real life, I think for kaiju, the split has to be you kind of like, "Yeah, that looks really cool," but if you were near it in real life, you'd be sure. Yeah. <laughs> like you're you're very glad that yeah. it's fictitious. You know, and, like, from that fictitious distance, it's cool. But if it were real, it would be, like, imagine Balton. No. Like, an actual don't. to scale Balton no. stomp. You'd be like, oh, yeah. this is the worst. Like, yeah. it's the end of the world. But he's sort of adorable from this distance. So it's not quite horror. It's, it's a little past horror. But if you were, it's not like, say, wrestling or, like, a superhero where if you were to meet them in real life, you're like, oh, this is really cool. Like, you're you're cool. Like, it's neat to be around <laughs> you or whatever. Like, it would be terrifying to be at that thing's feet. But it's just kind of cool, like looking at on my computer yeah. screen. That's fine. <laughs> I guess like to
0: the I think the thing that I was trying to say was that it has to be memorable, or what would make it memorable is if it's maybe based mm-hmm. on if it's kind of like a bunch of scary things slapped together, you might not remember it. Um, but if you keep that yeah. like, design clear, or like its inspiration clear enough, like somehow Balton is a shrimp and a lobster. <laughs> right i guess yeah, but yeah. a shrobster, if you will the, the the claws and the eyes and everything that that'll stick in your brain uh in the dead of night when you wake up in a cold sweat <clears throat> i don't know tap into those primal fears while also making it large hmm. but what would yeah but it's, the distinction yeah I guess, it's i guess here in this case it's it works as a kaijin
1: and a kaiju right like you sure yeah. yeah
0: maybe that's scary too it's tough
1: and some ultras do you know some ultra kaiju do yeah. pull that kind of double duty um it's not always clear why one mm. can do it and another can't but yeah, you know, there's something you know there's something eerie about them yeah. but also adorable maybe I don't know. also being like kind of removed from
0: humanoid like far enough from humanoid i don't like when sure people mm-hmm. looking <laughs> i don't know that's made though.
1: Yeah, and even even Ultra him even Ultraman himself is usually somewhat alien and bizarre, a little too featureless, a little too yeah. doll-like. Like it's mm. not human. There's something unnerving about him. It's not just like, you know, I'm just a big dude. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's it's mm. a little removed. Okay. Postmodern Black asks us, my good buddy, uh, is this a good place to pick up Ultraman and favorite aspects of day-night fights? I don't know. I guess that's more a question for you. Pat, how do you feel about is, do you so far are you enjoying this this pickup uh i I'm invested trip, yeah. really? um i i don't
0: know if this is my first necessarily because i've gone part way through like what was it 16 episodes of jeed but i mean it seems mm-hmm. like a good place to start you're like you're introduced to this cast everybody's new there's like like you said there's an established thing but they're rising from the ashes so it's kind of they're going to show you the ropes and it's not like mm-hmm. if they're going to make a reference because apparently um Gudon was a thing already like oh it's that thing that ate that thing whatever like so uh the show will tell you if they're yeah. important I guess but for the most part I feel like it's not like <laughs> I don't know like could my maybe a problem not really a problem but problem with Gita was like hey uh this form is made of two different Ultraman I don't know them like you know like oh I guess that one's yeah. good at punching so that's why you're using it which is fine <laughs> but you know like obviously there's history that I've missed out on So, yeah, Uh, right. Yeah, that is so. Maybe, yeah, I I would say, yeah. So far, for the day-night fights, that was a not a problem, but something weird I felt about with Nexus is they did a night fight, but it was definitely like a day shot. They filtered blue. (laughs) I was like, I'm, I'm too aware of this right now. It feels weird, but
1: yeah. Usually, and not to plug my other show or whatever, but on Blade Looking Thieves, Heat talks about this all the time, but night, kaiju night fights usually are when, when the going gets real good. Like it gets real, real good. Something about that extra layer of the darkness around them oh, and lighting up the and city the and stuff like that. It's that, the mm. eyes glow mm-hmm. and it, you know, cause it's. It's always pretty clear in most day shots that you are watching two people in rubber suits and cardboard buildings, even if they're super detailed, but something about the night that it obscures just enough. I think it adds to that extra layer of kind of, uh, uh, suspension of disbelief. You know, it, it, it helps smooth those edges a little bit. I can see so. that. Let's see, Sam, another person's just sort of reiterating that, Hey, This is a great place to start. Uh, And our good buddy, David Bednar, has a number of questions for us. Okay. Uh, Number one, if you started an anti-monster squad, what would it be? Oh, we did that already. Dudes. Oh, that's right. We just did dudes, yes. And that was the defense ultimate danger squad. Yeah. Defense Defense ultimate danger squad. Defense of ultimate danger squad. There you go. Yes. Yes. Defense of Ultimate Danger Squad with the D and E in danger capitalized. Two, what happens to Ultraman monsters when they blow up? Um... Uh, I think they go to live on a farm upstate. Well, obviously they they, they reassemble.
0: They 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 get buried in the soil. Right? And uh, they Mm -hmm. reconstitute under the earth and they show up later on. Like that's how they come back, right? I like think all the pieces
1: just kind of yeah, that's where my... slorp together, yeah. Underground, <laughs> they slorp. Yeah. They slorp, David. Mm-hmm. They slorp. The magma, the magma helps um... Um, put them back together. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. where fossil fuels come from. Uh, dead kaiju three in the Mabius universe is Moby Dick called Maybe Dick? Sure. Yes. Yeah. Yes, obviously. Uh, four is Ultraman's real name Jean Girard. What other French comic authors should be Ultraman's? Uh... I don't know if I get is this it a, reference. Is it a Mobius
0: reference? I think it's a Mobius reference.
1: The Chard. author of Mobius. Ah, that is what it is. Nice. You are correct. That's, so, look at you, Mr. That's Mr. Pablo. Culture. That's all Pablo. Like... <laughs> hey, sure. you, you knew it, buddy. Yeah. You learned it. So, sure. We, or, uh, we. Who else? Yeah,
0: the question was who else. Um...
1: What other French comics authors should be Ultramans? Well, yeah. Um... I'm I'm ai I'm yep. a knuckle dragging uh American plebe. I don't I don't know a lot like, of French comic authors, I guess. I've exhausted uh, my cultural the... fuel. Pat we were hey, relying I, on. I, you. I showed up. <laughs> I brought nothing to the table. <laughs> um what is the best Ultraman monster? I yeah. think we answered that. And would you let it step on you? Duh. I mean, obviously. Who wouldn't want to be the guy who goes oh. <gasps> Right before Absolutely. King Joe just crushes oh, yeah. Main Street <laughs> or gets crumpled beneath Dinosaur tanks. Yeah. Come on. I mean just I want to be guy number oh, two. I would sell that.
0: That didn't run away fast enough in the movie. Yeah, why not? Or show.
1: I I would I would put my all into that death scream. Like it would replace the Wilhelm scream as generic oh, dead per- guy perfect. scream. The Grant scream. <laughs> Call me up. Call me up, John Q. Okay. Super High Productions. What's your favorite part of an Ultraman episode? Mine is when they pull out their handguns <laughs> and shoot at the monster for a hot second. That's that's, that's, a that's good, always great. A good one. That's um. <laughs> that's always great. You know, it's very Danny DeVito. So I just pull out my blasts and start mm-hmm. blasting them. Mm-hmm. You know. I, so there's there is. I mean, in terms of the tempo, I mean, when his little. Just when his little oven light turns on and you're like, oh no, it's oh, yeah. serious now. He's running out of super juice. But I guess in a specific episode, I I will always when I think about things that bring me joy, that spark joy in this cruel and dark world, there's an, an the eleventh episode of the original Ultraman, there's this one where a guy has like an like an orb or something that he can like control this this kaiju with. And it's like a kaijin for a while, like it's just little, and he's like bossing Ooh. it around. And I forget what happened. Either either something goes wrong, or he kind of like gives it a command that's a little too direct, and it grows big. But he's like in a hotel building, so it like it like cuts back to like the monster just like im like it like grows big inside the building and just like blows the building up <laughs> from the inside. <laughs> it's like it goes super size while it's in the hotel, it just blows. Blows it up and ostensibly kills the guy, and that's just—I like that's a really funny episode because like Ultraman '66, they kind of play around with the tone sometimes. Like sometimes near the end, like it gets like really heavy and dark, and then a lot of times it's very Twilight Zone and eerie. But this is like a more of a comedy episode, and it's just like it's hilarious. And the 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 kaiju in particular is this. Really doofy looking monster with like weird like radar antenna things that swirl or something. It's just this hilarious moment. And I laugh about it. I'm laughing oh, about it now. God, it's a great, hmm. it's a great moment. Um and the last one is that the last one? Oh no, he's got so many more. Uh the seventh question. Maybe this is a great starter show for Ultraman. Hey, that's good to hear. Uh, what are good starters for other Tokusatsu shows? Oh, so okay let's 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 simplify this let's start with common writer first what's your what's your go-to recommend I mean, for some if you're new Kamen watch folks?
0: one it's hard to not say build um i know claire is yeah, watching build again right too. now yeah. <laughs> no i don't know i think she started watching zero one but yeah uh kuga people really like kuga honestly it's really good if you're gonna watch a bunch of them start with kuga right um, yeah, because then you yeah, don't get spoiled like, by too many writers, because
1: <laughs> that's what happened to me. That's what happened to me. <laughs> it's like serial yeah. oops, all yeah. writers. Uh, the, no, I, I have to agree with you. If if it's just like you don't even know if you're into this Toku stuff, you don't know what yeah. Common Writer's about, and you want to try a Common Writer specifically or just generally, you don't know what Toku's about. It's really hard not to recommend Build because Build. I don't know if that's necessarily the best, but got it checks a yeah. lot of boxes just for Toku generally. And especially for like modern Kamen Rider and kind of classic Kamen Rider. Like it kind of does, it's very Swiss Army knife. It handles a whole lot of stuff. It's got a lot of hot blooded yell boys just punching each other with yeah. superpowers. And the the toys and the suit mm. design's incredible. It's really hard not to recommend that show, yeah. especially for comedy. It's writer. a and then like um, a,
0: a dash of mystery in it. Like there's a bit of like, who is this guy? What's the deal? Like I I like that um, mm-hmm. when they can actually maintain it mm-hmm. and stick the landing with. I felt to me, it felt like they stick the, they stuck the landing. Like that's hard. That's hard.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. For a year. Absolutely. Show, yeah. I also it, it's hard not for me to recommend uh, especially because you know at least mm. the space I'm in I talk with a lot of mm. anime fans so and a lot of them are big fans of you know anything done by Trigger anything that if you mentioned Gurun Lagan and all that kind of stuff or you're talking about Primare, like those are big things that people like their eyebrows perk up and they start mm. paying attention to you uh, and, so um, it's hard not um, to recommend
0: Grant, it's oh
1: <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> Marie, uh no but it's hard not to recommend oh, forze yeah. in that sense yeah. because forze is tied for mm. my favorite with build forze is such a delight you know forze is written to mm. give joy to children mm. it gives joy to me and Power of friendship. It, yeah. it's it's a really it, yeah, it's a really easy hook when you say hey there's these connections with these anime that you really really enjoy you should watch forze and it's also really really good and just gintaro yeah. is just the best boy and i just love all the Ameri- you know kind of that 50s americana thing it's an easy sell to other Americans who's was like, oh yeah, like you never have to ask the question. Like they probably will just accept that there are, you know, football jocks at high school. Never mind that it's sure. <laughs> in Japan and like what, like what, yeah. what is that, what's going on here? There's bro- a little like, burger just, robot. They just buy it. Come on. It's yeah, burger and French fries <laughs> robot. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So, Forza is an easy recommend for me mm-hmm. too in that sense. And you know, it's weird to talk about, I guess, with Commoner because Double was. Cl- at least when I was getting into, I say when I was getting into mm. like two or three years ago, you know, Double was the go to recommend from a lot of people. And that's what I started with. And I also would recommend it. I really, really love Double, but it's hard. Man, Build, Build definitely is like, I love Double yeah. to death, but I've also liked every other common writer I've watched mm. more than Double since then. And for a first timer, like Build just, it starts so yeah. strong. You know, Double is a more of a slow mm. burn. So. At least I mean, in my opinion.
0: Uh, stopping an illegal drug trade that turns you into monsters is a pretty strong hook, I think.
1: Yeah. Oh, it but is. Yes, it is. I, I, I it just right. mean the... You remember the pacing for Build? Like, those first couple episodes, it's like they just... They, everyone's like, we all watch Tokusatsu. We know there's a script. We know what's coming. And Build was like, yeah, I'm throwing that in the true. shredder, baby. <laughs> just like, yeah. stuff
0: I remember, and this is something I'm sure we've said so. here before, but it was like... It felt like they were 10 episodes ahead in terms of what beats... Yes. you were going to hit in, mm-hmm. in a normal writer show.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's the thing. Like you couldn't, like for like long time fans couldn't predict it. And I think jumping that far, like having that yeah. early momentum like that is a good hook for people who don't know if yeah. they're into yeah. this stuff. Like you and I could sit here and go, okay, like 16, 17 episodes in, we're getting a, mm-hmm. you know a new character. Like you and I, just, we just know that. And if it's like, well, if it's a little slow, it'll probably pick up when the new person comes in and they really start they really start yeah. doing the show. You know what I mean? Like we, we know to wait yeah. for certain beats, where other people they may not watch seventeen episodes of a show they are yeah. kinda of, meh. Yeah, that well that was a that you was know. not a problem, so. but that was
0: sort of where we were with X Aid. Like uh I watched mm. we watched like the first nine I I watched the first nine with Marie and then I was I had a plane ride that I had to take solo so i loaded them all on my phone and like the next episode or the next Uh two was the christmas episode and i was like oh oh (laughs) but that was it that's exactly what we're talking about is that that like that pacing that beat we were short and so on the plane by myself no wi-fi i was like
1: like like, did that just happen did you hear did you hear when, when x Eight canceled Christmas? They just killed it. Yeah, they just ended yeah. Christmas on x Eight. No. So let's talk yes. about uh, Sentai. So what do you recommend you, in terms of oh, Sentai man. Starter? I don't even... I can't say. My experience is still limited. Would I
0: recommend on Ranger versus Pat Ranger as it? I don't know. Like, as a first?
1: Like, it's tough. Like, Yeah. Um, I, I, I mean, I think we, we said pretty much, you know, we were both yeah. net positive on it. But yeah. it's definitely yeah. not... That's not the one that I'm like no. pushing in people's faces, unless they're just like big fans of Persona and yeah. that aesthetic, I guess. I've seen a little bit more at this point. I have finished Z Ranger, uh, Die Ranger, Kaku Ranger. I want to watch Kaku uh, Ranger. It looks Lupon Ranger versus Pat so Ranger. Fun. Oh, it is. It's a Kaku yeah. Ranger. terrific. terrific. Um, really, really loved Kaku Ranger oh, and Tokuger. To so. I've got f- I've got five under my belt in, ter- in terms of those. I mean, I think the generic answer for Sentai is if there was ever a Power Rangers you watched and kind of liked as a kid or even, you know, was sort of interested in, just watch the equivalent Sentai for that just because you you'll have some grounding. You'll be like, hey, I remember these, you know, you probably have some buy-in mm. already on the suits and the, the mecha and stuff and you'll be like, whoa, this is mm. really different and just that'll kind of prime the pump. But in terms of the ones that I have seen that I would recommend to people – Whew, I, the, I don't know. Tokuger and Die Ranger are kind of tied for mm. my faves right now. The, the only thing is, and I have recommend, I guess I still will stick by. Tokuger as kind of my and I think well I guess let me take that back. Zoo Ranger is also an easy recommend because even if you didn't grow up with Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, you are just aware that's true. of those characters yeah. probably like just through cultural mm-hmm. osmosis. So you're just like yeah they're like kid don't they like kids in high school and there's like a juice bar and like Zordon like a blue guy in a jar like isn't that like a whole thing and there's like the witch on the moon and then you're like oh these are like prehistoric cave people what like it's just it's so different, and again, you know, it'll change your expectations, so I think that's an easy recommend, too, and it's a good show, but I guess personally, I, you know, I, I, I've I recommended Tokyujur to some people who, a, a couple of folks who I am pleased to say are now hooked on Toku after Tokuger being their first thing. I really, really love that show and i think it's kind of risky recommending it to somebody because it's like okay this is a show about where the theme is trains and also the theme of the power of children's imagination even like more so and in kind of a more corny and even more ridiculous way than normally is the case for sentai you just kind of have to lean all the way into that and i think tokyujur does it and really sticks the landing so yeah i think it's kind of risky i think it i think i would i would say tokyujur and in part that's because <laughs> it is so different like you know we these are japanese superhero shows and you know we think oh superheroes like they have costumes and identities and all that kind of stuff but like tokusho is just I, I just don't think you would ever see an american style superhero tale that look, that looks or delivers or is anything like what tokusho would do right just imagination trains rainbows you know all that kind of stuff like you just it's just too it's just not something you'd see from an, you know, and it it, it delivers very well. So I, I guess it would be to a because I'm just being do totally it. selfish yeah. right now. I
0: mean, that, <laughs> I've seen six episodes of it and I really like what I saw. So I, this is my problem is I do that sampler so thing,
1: good. but uh, I don't commit to it with, unless I have a... Man, you got to go in, especially because you haven't met the sixth, my true. guy. You got to meet that's him. True. Akira's my dude. Oh It's a good show. It's really, I love the villains, the shadow line, all the stuff going on with them.
0: Yeah, the concept is strong too. I think the hook
1: was like, maybe they're dead? Like, don't tell me.
0: But like, I was like, that was like, you're not supposed (laughs) to be on these trains unless your kids or are dead or something. And I was like, what? Excuse Mm -hmm. me? Like, this is a really (laughs) bright show to have that kind of a hook.
1: Um, But that's. Yeah. 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 You might cry a little. Mm -hmm. I cried a little. Possible. A couple times, even though I'm known for it. Uh, do you have any recommendations for others, like Metal Heroes or anything like that? Or Garo? I've never seen any Garo, we... so. So when I was really, really, like, into it, like, going through a new one
0: every month, every other week, one that I watched with Marie was Cutie Honey, the Cutie Honey live action. Uh, and that was okay, really yeah. fun. I remember it being fun, um, and then, like, the they actually have, like, a couple others show up, too, like... I don't know. I don't completely know the lore for the like original Cutie Honey, but uh...
1: man, it's going to yeah, guy yeah. who even knows. Yeah, I don't think about it going a hard. guy. But the the live action was really Yeah, fun. he um, I, the combat was
0: <laughs> combat was enjoyable. Mark Musashi shows up. uh, The what's what's his face? Uh, Kaiyukza shows up, and he has like a like a multiple personality thing going on. Like his like crazy crow arm. I love the the theme song. That version of of uh, Honey Flash is really great. Like.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I, uh, I think that one. Yeah. And if a, a female yeah, that's lead true. I mean, that's just yeah. that's very rare
1: yeah. for Toku. It's it's rare it's rare to have a yeah. female second. Right. Let alone a female it's Like lead, that one so. and
0: then I I've, I've only I've heard people speak very positively of the Sailor Moon live action. Um mm-hmm. but I Yeah, I have i have well. down for it. So <laughs> maybe we'll do that. Maybe we have lots of time on our hands all of a sudden, so I don't know.
1: Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. That'd be fun. Okay, and I guess for myself, the only other thing I would say is for, like, for Metal Heroes. With Metal Heroes, man, I've only seen, I've seen kind of a, a, a mix of stuff. Metal Heroes, let me, let me just put it this way. You're just not, whatever you think you're ready for, you're not ready for what Metal Heroes is about oh, to boy. put in your face. So just whatever you get your hands on, just buckle up, man. Like I think Just Beyond it has hmm. a Blu-ray out now. Has some Sad Raymonds <laughs> floating around now that are available uh-huh. for purchase. So it's easier to get a hold of than something like, say, Space Sheriff Gavan, but uh, and like Metalder and all that kind of stuff. But like, man, just just get that if if you want to go all in, get that Just Beyond box, man. Metal Heroes just <laughs> Metal Heroes, oh is something else. <laughs> Let's see. I think that's um, that's probably good for questions and stuff. Yeah, I, think, I think we've got yeah plenty there. The rest kind of yeah, kind of figure out. All right. Well. So that was the first two episodes yes. of Ultraman Mavius. We did it. We're in new territory here. Like so
0: I our plan too. now uh, well, is what? So we're going to watch five off air and then watch two on air. Is that our is that how we're doing this like regularly? Cuz we're not going to we're not going to watch everything
1: on the air. No, we're not going to watch everything live. So the, the plan going forward is to is to watch more like kind of batches and chunks. Beforehand, and then a couple together live because we, we like that uh, experience still. But that way, we can move through this, the show at a, a mm. little steadier pace. Yeah, otherwise, it'll take two years to finish it, too. So <laughs> <laughs> can't have that. No. We're not doing that again. <laughs>
0: yeah. All right.
1: Sounds good. All right. Yeah. Bye. Have a good night.
0: Thanks for tuning in to the Super Senpai Podcast. We'll notice you again next time. Super,
1: Super Senpai, Senpai Podcast. Podcast. <laughs>